this is Lily, and you're listening to Toward Equity, the Human Rights Podcast. Today, I'll be discussing my views on controversial topics in today's society. These include Black Lives Matter, abortion, and LGBTQ rights. I think it's important to highlight the relevance of social justice in 2020 because it may seem like a lot of things have been fixed, and they have, but there are still a lot of problems in society and not everyone is equal. Social justice is still relevant in 2020 because George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Trayvon Martin, Eric Garner, Tamir Rice, Michael Brown, Philando Castile, and counting have lost their lives at the hands of systematic racism in this country. And before anyone says that America is not systematically racist, it is. Black women are three times more likely to die during childbirth. This is due to research bias and lack of insurance. The poverty rate for Black Americans is 12.5% higher than that of white Americans. Black people are 23% more likely to die of COVID than white people. Black people have the lowest home ownership rate in America. Black men are 2.5 times more likely to be murdered by a cop than white men. Black people have the highest incarceration rate in America, making up only 13% of the population. And people still claim that America isn't systematically racist. I wish everyone were equal, I wish white privilege didn't exist, but it does, and we have to acknowledge that it does, because if we just try and run away from their problems, they're never going to get solved. White privilege is ever so evident when people blame George Floyd's death on him having drugs in his system or something he did in his past. He died during those 8 minutes and 47 seconds that Derek Chauvin was kneeling on his neck. It had nothing to do with something he had in his system. Or something he did in the past. Just a reminder, guilty people aren't supposed to die either. People love to blame Breonna Taylor's death on her boyfriend. Ask yourself, who fired the bullets that shot Breonna Taylor while she was sleeping in her bed? Her boyfriend didn't. The police did. Reevaluate. Another prominent example of white privilege in this country is the case of Trayvon Martin, a 17-year-old African-American boy who walked home from a gas station and was killed by a white supremacist. Not only was he murdered by this white supremacist, but this white supremacist sued his family and won. Imagine being the family of Trayvon Martin, knowing not only that your son is dead, but his killer is walking free. And you've been sued. And on the topic of murders, we have Kyle Rittenhouse, who murdered two people at a Black Lives Matter protest in Kenosha, claiming to be defending property when he lived over 30 minutes away. He was freed this week on on $2 million bail. How is he let free? He murdered two people. Trayvon Martin did nothing and received no justice. Make it make sense. For all of these reasons, I support the Black Lives Matter movement. The most common counter-argument when I say this is, what about the looting and rioting? Only 7% of Black Lives Matter protests turn into looting or rioting. Most of the time, when they go violent, this is caused by police instigation or people not even associated with the movement coming to start trouble. But let's dive deeper into why I support the movement. Just think about what the words Black Lives Matter mean. The lives of black people are valued. The lives of black people are loved. The lives of black people are needed. 
how could someone not support that idea? Do you think that Eric Garner, Tamir Rice, Michael Brown, Philando Castile, Breonna Taylor, Trayvon Martin, and George Floyd deserve to die? Because if you do, you're messed up. And if you don't, then you should support the Black Lives Matter movement. People shouldn't be dying. People shouldn't be worried when they're stopped by a cop for the color of their skin. Cops are supposed to protect us. But clearly, they only protect some of us, which is a problem. If you believe in equality, I hate to break it to you, but you support the Black Lives Matter movement and you're a feminist. I feel so terrible for the families of the victims of Kyle Rittenhouse. Because not only did they have a loved one die, they also never received justice for them. Same with anyone killed at the hands of police brutality or racism. I feel really bad for them, because most of the time they never receive justice. This just shows, once again, systematic racism. Numerous times I've heard people say all lives matter. I don't say it, and here's why. All lives matter is just a spoof of Black Lives Matter, trying to draw attention away from the real issue. Yes, all lives do matter. I do agree with this statement. But I don't say all lives matter because, number one, it's associated with a movement I do not agree with. It's oftentimes associated with conservatives and Trump supporters, people I do not align with. The, block of the All Lives Matter movement doesn't do anything for anyone. It isn't highlighting specific issues. Well, people say, oh, when you say Black Lives Matter, you're not talking about Asian Americans. You're not talking about LGBTQ. Yes, there's movements for each of those groups. There's a reason there's movements for each of those groups. Because if we try to make one giant movement to cover all of those issues, we wouldn't. You need to highlight each issue to hopefully have it solved. Because you can't write one bill that solves all the issues. You need to highlight each one. By itself. I think the major misconception with all lives matter is that it means Asian lives matter, LGBTQ lives matter, Native lives matter, but that's not really what it means. It really means nothing, honestly. Because the same people who say all lives matter are people who really don't believe that. It's kind of like a mask for their hate. I wish All Lives Matter meant All Lives Matter, but it really doesn't. Another issue I care so deeply about is women's access to safe abortion. Now I say safe because if abortions are, um, if abortions are made illegal, people will still get ones, except they won't be safe. Abortion is the procedure to end pregnancy. It uses medicine or surgery to remove the embryo or fetus and placenta from the uterus. This procedure is done by a licensed healthcare professional. This, the decision to end pregnancy is very personal. I believe everyone should be pro-choice. You can hate the idea of abortion. Being pro-choice isn't about whether you support abortion or not. It's about whether you believe women should have the right to choose what they do with their bodies. For example, here's some reasoning I just don't understand. You wouldn't allow 
than a 16-year-old to adopt a child because they aren't independent enough, financially stable enough, and mature enough to have one. So why would you force them to go through pregnancy, labor, delivery, parenthood, and or the adoption process? I just don't understand being pro-life. Many, many people are pro-life because they, they say it's against the Bible. I'm not sure whether it is or is not, but one thing I can tell you is that's okay. Make that decision for you, but be pro-choice. The whole idea of being pro-choice is that you can choose. The idea of being pro-choice is that you may not like abortion, so you decide not to get one. But someone else may say, it's, it's right for me at this walk of life, at this time right now, and they get one. That's none of your business. What your business is, whether you have one or not. That's the whole idea of being pro-choice. Pro-choice isn't the same as pro-abortion. Pro-choice is the same as, okay, I don't want one. Someone else can get one. The idea of just staying out of other people's uteruses. The way I see it, no uterus, no opinion. Another thing, another thing about the against the Bible argument that doesn't make sense to me is Okay, it's against your religion, make that decision for yourself, but why are you trying to force your religion on other people who may not believe the same thing? On the topic of women's rights, we have the women's right to earn as much as a man. Believe it or not, in the United States, for every dollar that a man earns, a woman earns 81 cents. At this rate, it's going to take 120 years to close the gender pay gap. Why even is there a gender pay gap? Women can work the same job as a man and earn 19 cents less per dollar. That doesn't make sense. While on the topic of gender inequality, I'd like to bring up some statistics. 15 million single mothers have been disproportionately affected by the pandemic. Females are at a higher risk of stalking victimization than males. During a study, females experienced 20 stalking victimizations per 1,000 females age 18 or older. The rate of stalking victimization for males was approximately 7 per 1,000 males age 18 or older. Nearly 1 in 5 women have experienced completed or attempted rape in their lifetime. And I am completely aware abuse does happen in all genders as well, and I'm not downplaying abuse to any other gender. On the topic of gender, there are more than two genders. It doesn't make sense why people can test this. For example, some people identify as non-binary. Non-binary or queer gender is a spectrum of gender identities that are not exclusively masculine or exclusively feminine, identities that are outside the gender binary. Non-binary people can fall under the transgender umbrella. The gender you, which you are born as is your sex. What you identify as is your gender. Know the difference. All gender identities are valid and should be respected. All pronouns are valid and should be respected. Let's make it a custom to tell people your pronouns when you meet them so you don't slip up. I just don't understand how someone could not support someone being the happiest, best version of themselves being identifying the way they feel they should. It just doesn't make sense. Is it hurting you? No. So stop caring. While I'm discussing gender, I would like to bring up the tragedy that's happening to the transgender community. They're being targeted 
when they're just trying to be who they truly are. Between 31 and 54% of trans people have attempted suicide. The lifespan of a person of color, trans woman, is 35, while that of a white cis woman is 75. That's a 40-year difference. This is due to suicide and homicide. Four black trans women are killed by suicide or homicide each week. 44% of trans people are depressed. 36% have turned to drug abuse. This is because of the hardships of being trans in America. These include discrimination, fear, abuse, or death. Section 1557 prohibits discrimination based on race, color, national origin, sex, age, and disability in health programs or activities receiving federal finance or assistance. Trump rolled back this rule. Trump rolled back this section. While on the topic of LGBTQ rights, I would like to bring up gay marriage. I do not understand how people don't support gay marriage. It's people loving who they want to love. Is it hurting you? No, but it's benefiting them. So why do you care? A lot of people bring up the Bible. Okay, again. Same with being pro-choice. It's a personal decision. That's a decision you're making for yourself, so you're limiting yourself. But don't try and limit other people just because it's your religion. You're forcing the ideas of your religion onto other people simply because you think people shouldn't love who they want. You're hating on someone, trying to prohibit them, trying to limit them from loving who they love. It doesn't make sense. They aren't threatening your marriage. They aren't threatening straight, being straight. They aren't threatening you, so why are you mad? They're trying to love who they want to love, and what's wrong with that? Thank you for tuning in to episode one of Toward Equity. I hope you enjoyed it, and there's lots more to come.